Stu does America, the state of the race. Welcome to the state of the race. It is January 10th, 2024, and even 300 days until the general election. Only 13 days till the New Hampshire primary and, wow, a cool five days until the Iowa caucus. We are getting into the middle of the action. Coming up on today's episode, we finally have a new poll from Iowa. We'll get into that here. We have new polling from New Hampshire that shows a tightening race. And, you know, no big deal. But a couple of journalists were caught on a hot mic talking about assassinating one of the candidates. So totally normal day in America. That's what we have right now. Today on Key Metrics, I want to look into the favorability among the Republican candidates. And it's kind of an interesting story because it doesn't it doesn't tell you who's going to win, but it may tell you who has who has a foundation of strength that could pull off a victory. And we'll start at the top here, and there's no surprise that Donald Trump has the highest favorability among Republicans. Now, this is nationwide. At some level, especially now, there's a real limit to what you can get from nationwide polls. Really, all that matters right now is Iowa and New Hampshire, and we will see what happens after that. But just to give you a sense as to where these candidates are, Donald Trump is plus 58.3%. That's a good number. You want to be uh, that high. If you think of, you know, you're 60 points up, that's like an 80-20 split, right? Plus 58.3 is a really nice number for Donald Trump. The second highest candidate among Republicans, however, is Ron DeSantis. And DeSantis is plus 38.9 points. Now, what's interesting about DeSantis is this is about where he was in 2022. And he went through a period where his favorability increased significantly up until leading to kind of the peak right after the 2022 election, where DeSantis had such a strong showing and his approval went up to about the same as where Donald Trump is around 60 percent to the positive. Since then, however, it has fallen. And just like his polls have fallen in some of these states, his favorability has fallen among Republicans. It's certainly not because, you know, he's had some big policy disaster. But, you know, look, when you start running, your favorability tends to drop. People start seeing you not as a helpful ally if they like one of the other candidates, but instead an opponent. And so it's fallen down to about plus 38.9. But once you get past that, there's a real drop-off. Now, Nikki Haley, who we'll talk about her polls in in a little bit, some of them look really good, but when you're talking about her favorability, she's plus 19.3. You know, that's half of what DeSantis has as far as favorability. And her favorability has been dropping consistently for the past year, despite the fact that her polls have popped up Uh, even nationally, she's risen nationally, but especially in places like New Hampshire, she's risen. However, her favorability has actually dropped among Republican candidates. Next up is Vivek Ramaswamy, who's right about even with Nikki Haley. He's plus 17.2%. And that's about where he started off. I mean, you know, the thing about Vivek, he wasn't really well known, unless you happen to be listening to the Glenn Beck program every day. You may not have ever heard of the guy before he ran for president. So he started off with a, with a lower approval rating. A lot of people didn't know who he was. We're not familiar with Vivek at all. 
And as he started with uh, the debate performances that pretty much everybody, at the very least, noticed, uh, his favorability actually rose initially uh, to about plus 40, but has now cooled off to plus 17.2. And you'll notice something about these four candidates. You know, Trump at plus 58, DeSantis plus 38, Haley plus 19, Ramaswamy plus 17. The thing that's very consistent there is the word plus. Like, you know, they're Republicans, and you'd think Republican voters would like them. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Even if they're not their favorite candidates, they still have a favorable opinion. This is not the case with our friend Chris Christie. Christie started the, you know, the summer at about minus 20. Now, minus 20 is not good unless your current Chris Christie, because current Chris Christie dreams of the day he was at minus 20 as far as favorability. He's dropped all the way to minus 35. You want to talk about a guy who has a real, real difficult path ahead of him. An impossible path, perhaps? Uh, It's Chris Christie. Now let's take a look at the field and get our quick candidate updates for the day. Donald Trump, and this is an incredible story, really. Journalists were caught on a hot mic and Trump was about to pull up and they started talking about basically whether they could take him out. Now, look, it does seem like they were doing a little bit of gallows humor. Um, However, of course, if Donald Trump makes a joke about uh, some violent action, it's a huge story. They started talking about, hey, what if he pulls up in a convertible, kind of referencing the JFK? And they even said it, you know, like JFK. They are looking and trying to figure out who these journalists were, but... Man, when we talk about how journalists have it out for Trump, I mean, they are literally talking about his death among themselves. <laughs> uh, if you think this isn't a dark period in our in our history, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, had his state of the state address, and he went after Joe Biden and talked about his policy victories. And once again, we all know the truth about the situation is Ron DeSantis has a lot to talk about when you're talking about policy victories maybe the most in the field. The guy has had a really good couple of years designing policy to hit conservative goals, to be active, but also to be successful and win over a lot of people who don't think of themselves as conservatives. Is it going to be enough? We've only got a few more days to find out. Nikki Haley has a big endorsement. She was endorsed by, yes, Judge Judy. Judge Judy has endorsed Nikki Haley. By the way, Nikki Haley... Uh, getting the endorsement of Judge Judy. Judge Judy's last endorsement was Michael Bloomberg. That one didn't work out so well. We'll see how this one works out. Uh, Ramaswamy's got a big name on the campaign trail with him. Yeah, Jake Paul, the, uh, I guess, I don't know, influencer, YouTuber? I don't know what you're, boxer? Whoever he actually is when it comes to his title on his business card, he is out there supporting Vivek Ramaswamy. And Chris Christie is getting a lot of pressure now to just drop out of this race. I mean, you know, like he's been running an anti-Trump campaign from the beginning. The only state he's really even mildly competitive is New Hampshire. And Nikki Haley is trying to make a run in New Hampshire. And finally, Asa Hutchinson is now reminding Iowans uh, of, of an interesting fact. Quote, I'm still running. End quote. Eh, suboptimal that you have to remind people of that at this point in the race. Now let's go to today's focus. We actually have new polling from Iowa. It's a little, uh, there's a little bit of an asterisk next to some of this polling. And I want to get into this with you. 
Uh, first of all, we have a morning consult poll. And this poll shows very little movement from previous polling in Iowa. You know, the question was, we've had three or four weeks with basically no information from Iowa in polling. Has there been a big change in the race? And morning consult says basically, no. Trump is at 58%. Nikki Haley at 15%. Ron DeSantis at 14 Now falling into third. I mean, if Ron DeSantis finishes in third in Iowa, his campaign is, for all intents and purposes, over. Vivek Ramaswamy at 10%, Chris Christie at 3 and Asa Hutchinson showing up with 1% of the vote. The asterisk on the morning consult poll, it's a very strange poll, I'll be honest with you. First of all, um, Real Clear Politics is, 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 uh, has this on their average, and they are saying the poll occurred between January 1st and January 7th. I looked at the poll and, and their methodology in a little bit more depth, and First of all, it's a small sample size. We're talking about 353 uh, people in the poll. It's a very small poll. Now, you can learn basics from something like that, but this is not, uh, I would say, without a pretty major uh, margin of error. But more importantly, the, the poll does not actually say it happened between January 1st and January 7th. What it says is it happened from December 1st to January 7th. So... You know, close to 40 days of polling and much of that over a month ago. So I'm not sure what you would take from this specifically. Trafalgar came out with a poll as well, and that happened between January 6th and January 8th. They also showed, however, Donald Trump with a large lead. Trump at 52, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis both at 18%, Vivek Ramaswamy at 5, Chris Christie at 3, and Asa Hutchinson showing up once again with 1%. You know, a 34-point lead for Donald Trump. If something like that happens, everybody except Nikki Haley is out of this race uh, for the most part. We also got some polling from New Hampshire. And, you know, look, Trump still has a lead in New Hampshire, but we have talked to you about this already, both on the radio show, Stu Does America, and here on State of the Race. Multiple polls in mid-December and late December and into early January that were not really publicized had this as a four-point race with Trump leading only by four points over Nikki Haley. Well, this poll from CNN shows also a pretty tight race. Trump holds a lead 39 to 32 over Haley, but Haley is shown now in four or five consecutive polls to be at or above 30% in New Hampshire. The rest of the field is, is far behind. Chris Christie at 12%, Vivek Ramaswamy at 8%, Ron DeSantis only at five, who's really not even putting any effort in in New Hampshire, and Asa Hutchinson, less than 1%. <laughs> Not 1%, but less than 1%. What's interesting are the splits here, and this is where you're going to see a lot of problems with the Haley campaign going forward. Can she pull off some sort of big up upset? I don't know how you do it with numbers like these, because among Republicans in this race, Donald Trump had 50% of the vote. Nikki Haley only had 27%. So she's way back among Republicans. Chris Christie, in that poll, by the way, uh, for Republicans, only had 5%. But among independent and Democratic voters that are planning on voting in the primary in New Hampshire, Haley blows everybody out. Haley at 47%, Chris Christie 31%, Donald Trump only 5%. So this reason, the reason this is close is not because of Republican voters, it's because of independents and Democrats who are in this. 
Needless to say, this is not a sustainable way to win a Republican primary. You might be able to knock off a couple of these more moderate states that have these rules set up in a way that are beneficial. But Nikki Haley has to find a way to appeal to actual Republicans if she's going to win the Republican primary. By the way, just quick uh, glimpse at the polls for Asa Hutchinson in in, in New Hampshire. Um, among all voters, he was at 0%, but that breaks down at 0% for men and 0% for women. Also, uh, never people who are never married, he came in at 0%. People who are married, he came in at 0%. But people who were divorced, separated, or widowed, he also came in at 0%. Look, it's called consistency. Consistency wins championships, and that's the plan for Asa Hutchinson. This has been State of the Race for January 10th, 2024. Make sure to join us tonight on Stew Does America, 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew.